Vice featuring my co-host Shane Benson, author of the soon best-selling Stock by Socialism. Doggone if she wasn't right, there is a It's already is a bestseller. It's on the bestseller list. The Amazon bestseller list. Yeah, just go ahead and die. John Hinderreicher is going to be joining us soon. We're going to be talking about the perils of mail-in balloting. And uh, about the Democratic Party platform. The Democrats are trying to present themselves as moderates. Nothing drives me crazier than trying to masquerade as something that you clearly are not. There's nothing moderate about the Democrat Party platform. They want expanded Obamacare, what they call improved Obamacare. And Obamacare in and of itself is unconstitutional as far as I'm concerned. Nothing has changed. And they want free college for everybody. Free college and free health care. But Jane, as you warned in your book, there's a danger anytime anybody offers you something free. You point out in your book, anytime they offer you something free. It might free, be free for you, but it's not free for somebody else that has to pay for it. And you said in the book, whenever you take something free, you lose some of your freedom. Well, that's what it is. People don't believe it. They know better because they learn in their uh, from their liberal college professors, right? And now they're trying to teach it at school at uh, my children's level. But Okay, so here, are you ready? I am. Give John a call and see what John has to say about all this. Okay, I don't hear anything. Do you? I don't hear a ring. No, that's because this is this on. So here we go again. Is it even ringing? Well, it shows that it's calling, but we have a very bad connection here um, where we live. So it still shows that it's calling. Oh. There we go. Now I hear Jeez. it. Finally. Holy moly. Hello. Hello, John. Hi. Hey, John. Yeah. It's Jim and Jane Weisfitch. Here we go. How are you, sir? Hi, guys. Doing great. Good. John, I'm a little confused. After the Democratic Convention, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because I didn't watch it. But after the convention, they say they're trying to present their party as a moderate party of moderates. Yet they're still in favor of of Obamacare is still in favor of free college for everyone and free health day, daycare and free preschool. They're still in favor of free, John, yet they're the party of moderation. So are we, are we taping? Are we on? Yes, we're on the air. I'm sorry. Welcome aboard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wasn't sure, but you know, pre, pre, uh, pre-show conversation. Well, yeah, look, Jim, I mean, you know, it's very easy to declare yourself a moderate, right? I mean, the, the, the press uh, unanimously described uh, Kamala Harris as a moderate senator. Oh, she's a good choice. She's a moderate. Well, you know, her voting record in the Senate was on the extreme left. It was to the left of Bernie Sanders. She had, she had like a, a zero rating from the American Conservative Union and a 98 rating from the uh, Americans for Democratic Action. You know, she's as far over as you can get. But the newspapers have no problem at all describing her as a fact, you know, and not an opinion, you know, but, but the news stories describe her as, as if it's a fact that she's a moderate. And, uh, you know, does anybody fall for that? I, I increasingly, Jim and Jane, you know, I tend to be of the view that, that these newspapers just don't have much influence. You know, I, I think there are very few people who are swayed by the New York Times, the Washington Post, you know. I would hope. Blank. Anyway, I, you're right. I forgot to introduce you, John. That was very impolite of me. We're talking with John Hinderocker, one of the co-founders of PowerlineBlog.com, the number one conservative blog in the country. Always one or number two. You could have always pretended that's the pre-taped show like they were doing yesterday for the uh, oh, that's Democratic right. Convention. We could have pretended, John, that we were doing our own version of the Democratic Convention. 
Here's what I want to know, Jim. I haven't watched a minute of that convention. By the way, that's not a coincidence. I, I don't believe I have turned on a television set in the last six months. You know, I spent a lot of time online, more than I probably should, but I just don't watch television. And so I miss some things. Like, you know, I, 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 some people tell me, oh, there's a really hot campaign going, all kinds of ads on television. Really? <laughs> you know, haven't seen them. So I'm, I'm not the acid test when it comes to, you know, television audiences. But, but I get the impression I get is nobody's watching this. Yeah, according to the Washington Examiner, the uh, it was just a ratings disaster. The ratings were in the in the commode. Of course, the other question I suppose is, do the Democrats actually want many people to watch it? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, there may be a reason why they're having their convention in a closet, or you know, maybe maybe they would just as soon. I mean, basically, Joe Biden uh, is. Uh, is not viable as a presidential candidate, right? I mean, anybody who sees him in action knows that this man, whether he wins the election or not, will never be president. He could, he's not physically and mentally capable of discharging the duties of the job. He can't do it. Yeah, that's, that's, so, so basically, Joe Biden is the guy who's not Donald Trump, right? And the entire convention, based on the stories I've seen about it, the whole thing is about bashing Donald Trump. You know, it's not about what we're going to do as Democrats. You know, it's just it's just bashing Trump. But that's why they get these Republicans. You know, I saw I saw a story that Cindy McCain is going to be giving a talk. Nobody cares what Cindy McCain thinks. You know, why would we? But what um, do you think about Michelle Obama? What she thinks? Because supposedly she was brilliant the other night. Well, oh. she's always brilliant. I mean, I'm one of those who was never as impressed by Michelle Obama as the uh, as the news people. Are. But again, I, I just don't know, you know, who's out there who cares what M- Michelle Obama thinks about anything. I mean, this whole convention, I take it, again, just from news accounts, has been nothing but Trump bashing. Okay, fine. 40% of the population hates Trump. We get that, you know. And, and so the Democrats... Um, I, I don't think they want people to see Joe Biden in action. You know, I think they just want to have a name on the line, uh, on the ballot, that's not Donald Trump, and they hope they get 51%. Well, especially when you get Joe Biden saying something like this. South Carolina is going to determine who the next president of the United States is going to be. You really are. You're the ones that sent Bill Clinton to the presidency, and you're the ones that sent Barack Obama to the presidency. And I have a simple proposition here. I'm here to ask you for your help. Where I come from, you don't get far unless you ask. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over. If you like what you see, help out. If not, vote for the other Biden. Give me a look, though, okay? He's running for the Senate. If you don't like me, vote for the other Biden. Who's the other Biden, do you think, John? I don't know. Dr. Jill. Dr. Jill. She's talking a lot. Yeah, right. I don't know. You know, the guy is the guy is is hopeless. I don't know if you've seen the new ad that that the Trump campaign put out. I think just yesterday or maybe the day before. But what it does is it alternates the the, the, the question. There's just like a black screen and then white print. The question: What happened to Joe Biden, or has something happened to Joe Biden? And the and the all the commercial is is it alternates between a clip of Joe Biden like 2015 or 2016. You know, when he sounds good, actually. In fact, they, they probably had to scour the archives to find clips where he, where he sounded as coherent <laughs> as, he, as he does in the ad. And then they'll, then they'll do one of those, and then they'll do one, like, from 2020, when, you know, he can't finish a sentence. He, he looked lost, you know. Um, well, here's and, an example of that, John, if I can interrupt for one second. You have an incredible obligation, not to me at all, to yourselves. Because what you do here in Iowa, what they do in Iowa, what you do here in a primary in New Hampshire, is going to set the tone. He doesn't know where he is, John. No, that's happened repeatedly. He has no idea where he is. And, but, it, you know, and, and, and to some extent, you know, if you're out in public talking all the time, every once in a while, you know, something, you know, you'll, you'll lose track of a thought or you'll say something dumb or whatever, you know, but with Biden, you know, he, they can't let him out of his basement. I mean, every time the guy tries to give an interview or, you know, or, or, or perform in any way in public, um, 
you know, something disastrous happens. Even I'd and only watched not- on video, but then again, everybody watched him on video. But even last night, he seemed confused as to where he was. He didn't seem aware of anything. Yeah, and of course, one of the things that's going to happen between now and November is that the bar is going to keep getting lower and lower. Oh. So, you know, if he's still standing up at the end, you know, like <laughs> if they actually have debates, which I guess I have to see to believe, but they, they supposedly have committed to them. I mean, reporters are going to be watching breathlessly. And, and if Joe Biden is still standing up when the debate is over, they're going to write this story. Biden performed brilliantly last night. <laughs> He exceeded expectations. What if Hillary still still shows up? Uh, what if Hillary shows up? Yeah. Is that possible? In other words, she's wondering if Hillary <laughs> might stand in for him. Oh, oh God. I don't know. <laughs> Hillary, you know, I thought Hillary, Hillary Clinton. Oh my Lord. <laughs> oh Lord. I thought Hillary was the worst presidential candidate I'd ever seen. But you know, compared to Joe Biden, Hillary is Abraham Lincoln. I mean, right. my <laughs> Lord. <laughs> um, and AOC apparently is outraged by her bit role in the convention last night. She only got seconds compared to uh, even John Kasich. Yeah, John Kasich, by the way, if he's not the most irrelevant man in America, I'd like to know who he is. <laughs> You know, these, these never, one thing these never Trumpers all have in common, you know, the ones that, that, that do things like speak at the, at the Democratic Convention is that their careers are over, right? I mean, if John Kasich still had a career going on, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do that. But, you know, he's washed up, he's finished, and, you know, and, and, and bitter. And, and, and so, and bitter. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, again, they, no one cares what John Kasich thinks about the presidential race. Now, John, one thing that Jane is still worried about, despite what the Democrats say, say she's still worried that socialism still creeping into our country via the Democratic Party. Well, that, and, uh, but, but what about the uh, mail-in ballots? Oh, the mail-in Isn't ballots. That, that she's freaks, very worried about the mail-in ballots. Well, I'm worried about both of those things. Um, but let's, let's take them... Well, let, let's start with the first one, socialism, okay? Yeah. And it's not just the Democratic Party. I mean, obviously, they're the vehicle. But, but what, what, what bothers me is this creeping lack of self-reliance, you know, through our population. Uh, you know, it's it just Americans, there, there, there are a lot of Americans who are not like Americans used to be. And, and I saw some poll. I saw a, a series of polls this is the last day or two that illustrate this. And, and over a period of years, uh, some polling outfit had asked the same question, which of these most nearly represents your view? One, uh, I want the government to do things for me. Two, I want the government to stay out of my way. I, that, that's not exact phrasing, but it's close, right? Government do something for me. Government just stay out of my way. Well, all you know, through a period of years, the majority had always said, government stay out of my way. You know, there might be 30 or 40% that would say, oh, I want the government to do something for me. Well, in 2021, for the first time, those numbers flipped. And for the first time, a majority of people were saying, oh, I want the, I, I want the government to do something. Well, is it because and, of the college kids that are being brainwashed? I think, well, yeah, I think that's part of it. I think, you know, you, you could optimistically say, well, it's because of COVID, you know, because of COVID and the, and the recession, um, you know, the weird recession with the stock market sky high. But, you know, and I hope that's true. But nevertheless, I, I, I do think just from a million anecdotal, you know, data points that, that a lot of the old, you know, spirit of self-reliance and independence is being eroded and there are more and more people uh, who are willing to rely on government. And I think we see that with the COVID shutdowns. I mean, the idea, I was shocked to tell you the truth that the governor of my state could literally issue an order directing everyone to stay home. What the hell? Well, in America? People, I, I was just in a, getting my nails done today, sitting next to a lady that plays golf all the time, goes to the nail salon, had a surgery, but wants the kids to stay home because she should, she thinks that it should blow over. So what the hell is she doing out? 
I, I don't know. I you mean, know, I, that's like whole, it, 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 what's not crazy. what's good for me. It's not good for thee. Yeah, I, I can't make it. Well, of course, we've all seen the hypocrisy, right? If you're if you're going to George Floyd's funeral, you can pack in like sardines. Uh-huh. But if you try to put on a rodeo, like some people did up in northern Minnesota, where nobody is getting sick, uh, the, you know, the cops bust you. You know, we, we've all seen the hypocrisy. But Jane, you mentioned that the, the colleges and they're they're terrible. They're worse. Everybody thinks they know how bad they are. The truth is, they're worse. But the thing I would say is that it goes beyond the colleges. I mean, the education system in this country is so bad that it goes all the way down to the roots, all the way down to the bottom. Well, you know, I'm talking that, elementary school. But it's not only the education. It's the blame game. You're white. You're wrong. You you have the white privilege. And, and they're, they're, they're spreading racism left and right. If you're... If they you're, are. You know, it, it can be really interesting to see. I mean... He helped me with this, Jim and Jane. I look at this as a very simple-minded guy, and I say, okay, here are the Democrats. They're attacking white people. It's all white privilege. We're all racist. You know, white police officers, you know, take them out and shoot them. It's all anti-white. Well, white people are about 65% of the electorate, maybe a little bit more. Is that a good strategy? <laughs> well, I, I, will, I will have to interrupt you there. You have the white college kids that are rioting with the, with the rest of the. I'll not. I'm not going to call them names, but uh, the white kids are part of the white population, and they are rioting with you know organization that they don't even have any any idea what they're standing for. Yeah, a lot of them are just criminals, you know. Right, but simple. but the college kids but, but, are but those numbers. But those, those numbers are, yeah, and you're right about the college kids. I, I'm not saying no white people are going to vote Democrat. Obviously, mm. obviously that's not the case. But what I am saying is, you know, to, to broadly denounce 65% of the population and make it clear that you're the enemy, you know, you're the enemy of white people. I, I just, I fail to understand that as a political strategy. And, and I my hope is that the Democrats, have gone way too far. I mean, people see the video of that poor guy being beaten by the Antifa and Black Lives Matter criminals in Portland a, a night or two ago. That truck driver, um, right? That poor truck. It's just sickening but, to watch. But, and the woman being slammed down on the pavement. I mean, who's in favor of this? I mean, I, have you heard a single Democratic Party politician denounced Antifa or Black Lives Matter? I haven't. Well, I mean, we're all against what happened to poor George Floyd. Even Jane was crying at that. We're, we're all against what's going on. They should stop. But there was just, uh, Don Pesci just wrote a column about this uh, upstanding white guy, a uh, black guy, I'm sorry, black gentleman in New Haven that was murdered. And he was a good dad. He was a um, boxer. I think he was in his late 20s. He was a good dad. He was an upstanding guy. They they don't they don't have they're not safe either. So I don't understand. Like you said, what's the good strategy here? They had us at hello, John. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think they've gone too far. I really do. I mean, I think people are horrified by the crime. I think people were horrified by the the riots, the looting. I mean, the video and the news the news media obviously try to downplay it, right? They, they call it protests and demonstrations. Well, what, what happened to that truck driver was not a protest. Why do and they call them downtown, peaceful protests? Why do they call them peaceful when you're beating well, the hell they're, out of somebody? Well, they're, they're, because they're, yeah, they're covering for the criminals because the criminals are associated with the Democratic Party and they don't want, to hurt, they don't want their party to be hurt. But, but, you know, even though the news media don't want to cover what happened in Chicago, what was that last week when... But apparently it was organized on Facebook or Twitter or something. All these people descended on, you know, one of the most famous shopping districts between the coasts on Michigan Avenue. And they were they were stealing trucks and ramming trucks into these exclusive stores that you're walking out with boxes of merchandise. Okay. This is not a demonstration. Okay. This has nothing to do with George Floyd or anything else. Oh, and this why is, do they keep calling it Black Lives Matter? Where, like I said, I just mentioned the gentleman in New Haven. You have kids being shot every weekend, people being shot sure. every weekend in Chicago. So, which Black Lives Matter? Can nobody answer yeah, to me? And nobody answered that to me. Well, you're absolutely right. And one good question to ask these people on the left is do all Black Lives Matter? Right. 
they, they don't really have a good ad. Have you seen the campaign ad by that woman, Kim Kalsik, is it something like that, who's running in Baltimore? Mm. This thing, I, I put it up on Powerline, but it's it's all over the place. I don't know how many people have seen it around the country, a lot. She's walking, you know, she's really good. She's really, really good. I mean, she reminds me of, of someone like Candace Owens, you know, it's the same message. She's walking, um, you know, she's, she's wearing a red dress and red high heels, and she's filmed walking around these horrible, you know, neighborhoods in Baltimore and talking about the fact that Baltimore has been run by Democrats for more than 50 years. And, and look That's at, an excellent you know, this point. Is, yeah, this is what, this is what the Democrats don't want you to see, you know, that this is terrible. And, and she's got some people that, that get interviewed briefly on screen. And, you know, what would, they're asked, uh, do you want to defund the police? Well, heck no, we need the police. One of them says, I had three sons murdered in Baltimore. It's just, it's amazing. He says, no, defund the police. Are you crazy? So anyway, it's an unbelievably effective ad. And That's the just, theme of it being, why in the hell would black people vote for Democrats? You know, and she's a very appealing candidate. Uh, and let's just hope. Amen. If, if, if you ain't voting for me, you ain't black. You know who said that, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. You owe it to me. Right. You, I own your vote. Right. Um, uh, it's it's, uh, it's disgusting. And, and I, I, I'm hopeful, actually, that more and more. Uh, uh, blacks in particular are are waking up uh, and looking like around it. and saying, it seems like you it. know, there was a uh, gentleman on Fox News that was always uh, fighting with what's her name, Owen, um, Candace Owen. Candace Owen. He was always fighting with her, and now he seems to be turning 180. It's like shocking to see. So, uh, well, she is tremendously she, effective. She uh, is great. Uh, yeah. I, I think the world of her. And I think she's really helped to spark a movement. And I, I maybe maybe I'm too optimistic. Maybe it'll take longer. You know, take more time. But I think we're going to see some fruits of that movement in November. I really do. I think that a lot of people are going to be shocked at how many votes that that President Trump gets uh, from blacks and also from Latinos. So I think there's a big Latino vote there that people are going to be surprised at. John, are you, you surprised? Know, are you surprised that Kamala Harris didn't give the Democratic Democratic Party a bigger kick drive? And apparently, they limited her to just a few minutes last night in the at the virtual convention. Maybe because yeah, of I didn't, statements. I didn't, yeah, I didn't watch it. Of course, I I don't know. You know. Um, what are they trying to do, I, I, distance themselves from this kind of stuff? And to me, you know, to answer your question, the definition of democratic socialism to me, again, is is the fact that in a modern moral and wealthy society, no American should be too poor to live. And to me, that means every working class American in this country should have access to dignified health care, should actually be able to see a doctor without going broke. It means you should be able to send your kids to college and trade school if they show, if they so choose. And no person should feel precarious in their, in, or unstable in their access to housing as our economy develops. Someday. There you go. It's, that's the old communism, isn't it, Jane? Yes, it is. You should, you should, and you will not because the money will run out and you will end up worse than uh, than you are here because you will have no freedom. Right now you have freedom, you can move, you can you can have five jobs if you have to, but um, that's all, you know, she's, she's just thinking out of her ear. She's just... But, you know, I want to follow up on something else that, that, that you said, Jane, and that is uh, a separate problem from socialism, and that, of course, is, you know, uh, junk mail uh, ballots, uh-huh. and and I call it junk mail ballots. Somebody somebody came up with that phrase. I think it's a good one oh, to distinguish that. it from legitimate absentee voting, which we've had forever. You know, junk mail voting is when they just mail millions of ballots uh, to to people. You know, who you know, like it's, it's to to Joe Smith or a current resident. You know, here's exactly. an address. Let's mail some ballots. You know, and and I know in my state there's a huge number of people who who continue to be on the registered voter list who are not, in fact, uh, who don't exist. I mean, there are dead people. There are people who have left the state or moved to a different address. There are people who are convicted of felonies and not I was going to say the released, really released criminals, right? Yeah, I mean, and so, but, but the, difference, the, the difference between the number of names and addresses on the list and the number of actual qualified voters is hundreds of thousands. 
And what this means is that the Democrats want to mail out hundreds of thousands of ballots that are going to land, you know, wherever, you know, mm-hmm. houses all around the state uh, with no voter to go with that ballot. So, so what the Democrats are counting on, I think, is Republicans won't cheat. Republicans, if, 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 a, if a ballot comes to your house addressed to a guy who lived there 10 years ago but subsequently moved to Florida or died, you probably will just throw it away. You probably won't fill it out. But, but if you're a Democrat, this is what the Democrats, I think, are calculating. Their voters, if they get their hands on those stray ballots, they'll fill them out and send them in. And in my state, Minnesota, the Democrats, there's always been a requirement uh, for, for absentee uh, balloting that the signature has to be witnessed, right? So you can't just sign a name and, and send in the ballot. The, the, the law says that, that your signature has to be witnessed. You know, that means at least two, two people have to be in on it. It's not that high a hurdle. But for this election, the Democrats have done away, even though it's in the law, they've done away with that requirement. John, And so now you don't even have to have the signature witnessed. You can just sign somebody's name, put it in the mail, and the ballot counts. I have two things. Uh, I had no problem voting in primary, by the way. I, didn't, I don't even know how it ended. But I had no problem going there um, and voting with my two kids. And then the other And if thing- we're, you're willing to protest on the streets, I'm sorry if you're interrupting, Jane. But if you're willing to protest on the streets, why wouldn't you be this, willing this, to stand in line and vote? This is where I was heading at. Uh, the President Trump said that we should wait until this co- coronavirus is gone so we can all go vote in person. And I think that would disappear very quickly, don't you think? Because otherwise he could be there indefinitely. Yeah, right. Well, a virus, unfortunately, isn't going to magically disappear anytime soon. And it's going to be used as an excuse for everything under the sun. Exactly. But, you know, um, but no, I agree. I mean, I intend to vote in person. I always, you know, I, there were times I'd vote absentee back in my lawyer days. I was If I knew I was going to be traveling on business, you know, on election day, I'd I would go and get an absentee ballot, you know. Uh, I mean, that, that, that process has been around forever. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, here's that's an not ex- what the Democrats are talking about. John, here's an example of voter fraud in the past in Connecticut. Stonington, this Connecticut. I was a little surprised because they said this is not possible. What wasn't possible to Jane Gumpel was that her deceased mother, Jane Drury, voted in 2007. But apparently, she did. The town clerk's record clearly shows Miss Drury voted more than seven years after she died. It was an impossible situation to me. It is what most Americans would think of as potential voter fraud. A living person voting in the name of the dead. Election- well, there you go. There's an example of voter fraud, absentee ballot mail voter fraud. This woman's mother. Yeah, you know, it, 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 that's exactly right. It's amazing how many cases of voter fraud come to light and even get criminally prosecuted, considering that there's hardly any attempt made to catch it. It seems almost it seems as if nobody cares. Okay. I mean, this junk mail, voting by junk mail, you know, uh, I, I don't know how they're ever going to prosecute anybody. You know, the, the, a, a ballot gets mailed in and, and it's got a signature. On it. They don't check signatures, you know, uh, and the person may be dead. The person may have moved. The, the person may not be an eligible voter. The person but, might be a dog. Who, who knows, you know, and, and but 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 they'll count the ballot. They'll count the ballot, and then, and then you know, there's no way anybody's ever going to get caught or prosecuted. Well, funny thing, wouldn't it be easy to count uh, uh, how, mu- how much population we have versus how many people voted somehow? Wouldn't that be possible? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I, I've often wondered, you know, in, in 2018, there were states where there was a huge turnout, including my state. For an off-year election, it's not 100, percent you know, mm. but it's a huge turnout. I see. What and you're I, I often wonder when I see those statistics. Yeah, was it a huge turnout, or, or is part of that just fake ballots? Yeah, voter fraud. Well, John Andrewacker is one of the founders of the most popular conservative blog in the United States called PowerlineBlog.com. Go there right now. John, thank you so much for joining us on short notice like you always do. Hey, it's always always a pleasure, Jim. Jane, glad to be with you. Give oh, John his applause. So it's Stu. Uh, hold on one second. 
John Hinderocker, everybody. Take a bow, John. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you, we'll talk <laughs> right, to you thank soon. You. Okay. Thank you, Jane. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Right. Enjoy the book, John. Our, um, our uh, little encyclopedia on the, in a chat room, Morgan. Um, Kim Classic is the lady that was working in, uh, where was it? It was not Chicago, was it Michigan? I forget where I don't she know was where, but we have to call dress. the Sada sister. And then uh, Leo Terrell is the gentleman that was Leo fighting Terrell, against, uh, uh, I forget her name. Okay, we have to call the sound off, sister. Which phone is that? Barbara. Yeah. I call her landline oh, first. Okay. Give us a second here while we search for our number. Which call one? her landline first. Home. She was walking in Baltimore. But, but, but. I'm stuttering today, sorry. Who's our walking encyclopedia again? Morgan. Morgan. In, our, in, a, in a chat room. She knows. Hi, Jim. Hey, Barb, how you doing? Good, how about you? Good, Barb. We wanted to bring you on because you were a former federal prosecutor and you worked with the FBI. I wanted to ask you about the significance of former FBI lawyer Kevin Kleinsmith pleading guilty in criminal court in the Durham investigation. Now, explain first, Barbara, what is the Durham investigation about? And before you go, let me introduce you. Barbara Feisich is a former assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Florida in Miami and former first woman law partner at the largest law firm in South Florida, Shudson Bowen, a former law professor at the University of Miami. Barbara, that's a long bona fides, but should be put out there. So, Barbara, tell us about Kevin Kleinsmith and what that story is all about first. Okay, here's what the case is all about. Uh, I should start by saying that the facts that led to this were discovered by Inspector General Horowitz. Uh, At that time, when he learned what I'm about to tell you, he referred the matter to the Department of Justice for prosecution. When, uh, at the time that happened, I think Jeff Sessions was the attorney general, which basically meant Rod Rosenstein was in charge. So not surprisingly, no prosecution ever occurred. Then when Attorney General Barr became attorney general, he appointed um, uh, the U.S. attorney from Connecticut, uh, John Durham, to investigate the quote, Trump-Russia collusion and all of the mess involving that. In any event, Durham found, among other things, what Horowitz had found. And this here's is the what Connecticut happened. U.S. attorney. <clears throat> yes, exactly. And he's basically, uh, he was appointed by, by Attorney General Barr to look into all of these strange happenings with respect to uh, perhaps phony information from the FBI, et cetera, et cetera. Is this what allowed the government to spy on President Trump? Is that what we're yes. talking about here? So that's why yeah. this is so key. We're talking yes. about the illegal wiretapping President Donald Trump's campaign. Is that it? Yes, it is. And what what happened was um, the, the Bureau uh, was able to obtain in total, four FISA warrants that allowed them to uh, wiretap basically Carter Page, who was a low-level foreign policy person in the Trump campaign. Um, In any event, in 2016, in the summer of 2016, the Bureau knew that Carter Page was a source for the CIA. Carter Page would travel to Russia. I think he had business in oil and gas. I'm not sure. And when he returned, he was always debriefed by the CIA. So he was working with the CIA, and the Bureau knew this. But they got their first warrant against Carter Page by claiming that he was suspected of being an agent of a foreign power. 
Well, that enough is enough to make you wonder about the first three warrants. But the facts involved here with this guilty plea today involve the fourth request for a FISA warrant. By the time of the fourth request, the um, supervisory special agent at the FBI who was in charge of And explain to my audience to, what a FISA warrant is and what it meant and why it was so critical. And who well, it was it's on. A, foreign, a foreign intelligence surveillance warrant. In other words, you would be able to get a warrant to wiretap for example, a person, and you go to this uh, FISA court, and the FISA court is presented with evidence, and the FISA court either grants or denies the warrant. So what? And it, it ends up being a lot more comprehensive than that, because you're not only spying, in this case, on Carter Page, you're also spying on everybody he speaks with. Including everybody Donald Trump. Everybody he sent an email to. So Barack everybody, Obama was essentially spying on Donald Trump. Well, when you got right down to it, that's what happened. But what Smith did was, was, was really outrageous, Jim, um, that... As I say, before the fourth fourth warrant, the supervisory special agent had heard that Carter Page had claimed he had been working with the CIA. So the supervisory special agent, who was signing something that says we think Carter Page is suspected of being an agent of a foreign government, he wants to make sure that Carter Page is not working with the CIA. So he contacts Kevin Kleinsmith, who is an assistant general counsel with the FBI, and he asks Kleinsmith to contact the CIA, and let's get to the bottom of this. Is he working with you guys or not? The CIA responded via email to Kleinsmith saying uh, the Carter Page uh, was working with the CIA. He had been providing them with information for years. And now this is key. Listen to this, everybody. Then what happened was Smith, who got this email from the CIA, altered the document to say that Carter Page was not a source. And so that information went to the supervisory FBI special agent who said, okay, I'll, I'll go get the fourth warrant. He, he literally just altered the document. By one word. But, yes, not he added the words, not a source. So Carter Page was going to Russia, presumably to help Donald Trump, not to help the CIA. Well, he basically had, yeah, exactly, I, I think is probably what they were, were saying there. But the problem is, they, obviously, they misled the court into thinking that Carter Page um, was an agent of a foreign power when, in fact, he was working with the CIA. So that, that Jim, that's egregious. In any event, what happened was, when this was discovered, um, and it was easy to discover, so to speak, because you had the, the CIA email saying he's a source, and you had the what looked like the CIA email that had been altered saying he was not a source. This is Trump employee Carter Page. He worked on the Trump campaign, correct? Yes, he did. Apparently, he didn't work on it for any enormous length of time, and he certainly wasn't higher up. The high up, I think the information I've got, I don't know whether it's true, is that Carter Page never even met Donald Trump. I mean, that, that gives you an idea of how low level, so to speak, he was. But we so find out now Kevin Kleinsmith has pled guilty, correct? Yes, he entered a guilty plea today. He pled guilty to um, making a false statement on, uh, under a violation of uh, Title 18, United States Code, Section 1001, which deals with making false statements, basically. Um, is he facing serious jail time if convicted? Well, he, here is the interesting part, Jim. And this is more perhaps speculation on my part than anything else. 
Um, Klein Smith pled guilty to what's known as an information. In our federal criminal system, if you're going to be charged with a felony, you must be charged by means of an indictment issued by a grand jury. Now, a defendant can waive the right to be charged by an indictment if he or she wants to, in which case the U.S. attorney or the prosecuting attorney would file what's known as an information. I guess what I'm getting at here, are they squeezing the toothpaste tooth tube from the bottom to get higher-ups? Well, I, I'm thinking, Jim, that he, first of all, the sentencing is not set until December 10th, I think. The fact that he waived indictment, pled to an information, sentencing is so far down the road, leads me to believe that he's cooperating. Because it's rare that a defendant will waive indictment unless I'm working on a deal with him. And in this so, particular case, as a former federal prosecutor, would you say they have more people in their sights? Well, I'm certainly thinking Durham does. Uh, there's no question about that. And Kleinsmith Smith may be able to, to help with respect to that. Here's another interesting tidbit that, that kind of makes me scratch my head. Um, when the Mueller team was organized, Klein Smith left his job as uh, assistant general counsel to the FBI and went to work under Mueller. You know, and I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, geez, here's a guy who altered a document. He knew it was false, et cetera. He knew it had to do with the Trump-Russia collusion hoax. And then all of a sudden he goes and he works for Mueller, who presumably is looking for Trump-Russia collusion. I mean, how duplicitous is that? So I think Kleinsmith probably knows a lot more than one would typically think uh, uh, that some an assistant general counsel would know. So I'm guessing there's cooperation going on there, Jim. So people can expect probably some explosive stuff, would you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, now, keep in mind that I, I think, let me back up and say that Attorney General Barr has pretty much already told us that unless a case is a slam dunk, he's not going to bring it. Now, there's lots of people implicated in this mess, most of whom, if not all of whom, should be prosecuted. But Barr has kind of said, you know, unless it's real clear cut, we're not going there. But he has told us, Barr has told us, that Durham will be issuing a report exposing all of these people. So is Kleinsmith simply providing information for the report, or is it more than that? In Andy McCarthy's book, correct, Jane? Oh, my. Andy says it leads right to Barack Obama, doesn't he? Oh, oh yes. Uh, I think it probably does, particularly because we now know about the, what it was, the January 7 meeting, uh, in uh, January 7, 2017 meeting, um, where President Obama and Vice President Biden were there, and they were discussing, uh, quote-unquote, this type of information. So I don't know what's going to happen here, Jim. Are, can Kleinsmith point fingers that will definitively get us to prosecute other people, such as James Comey? Or is he just going to provide information that will be included in Durham's report? This is her Joe Biden in his run for president, if he's implicated in some way, or the administration is implicated in some way. Can the Trump campaign exploit this? Well, they'll be able to use the information, whatever can, you know, whatever is provable, they'll be able to use clearly, whether, whether there's an indictment or not. But if there's a report issued by Durham and it's in writing and it points to certain people um, and it provides detailed information about what they did, of course it can be used um, by, by the Trump uh, campaign. Well, Barbara, I want to thank you for coming on. Barbara Vaisich, former law professor at the University of Miami and former federal prosecutor in the Southern District of Florida. 
Before, I, before you go, uh, there's plenty of people in the chat room that wanted to say hi to you. One of them is Rolf Parks. Um, Skishnelli is watching. Morgan Arks. Um, Linda Schmolzi. There's they all a lot want of to people. say hi to you, they Barb. Just, um, Loretta Budney, Budney, which is uh, Sam. Everybody just loves you, just so that you know. Um, well, <laughs> tell them I said hi. I guess they're listening, yeah, so they, they know that. Listening. They are. And, they I, are listening and I right certainly now. appreciate their support. I really do, because I end up talking about things that are not exactly run-of-the-mill stuff. Right. No, but he, these people know their stuff, and they know exactly what you're talking about, so... Is Barack Obama, are his, are his people squirming right now, do you think, or not? You know, I don't, Jim, I don't think Durham would, would even begin to touch indicting either Barack Obama or, or Joe Biden. I, I don't think, um, I don't think he would do that. I think that would be too much of a powder keg to unleash. However, he certainly would release a report that implicate the, implicated those two if it turned out they had done something wrong. So they're not really squirming in the sense that they think, oh, my God, I'm going to be indicted. But they might um, be in the report. They might. I think anybody involved in this where there has been any kind of nefarious conduct on their part is going to, is going to be in that report. One thing I can say about John Durham is he's one of the most thorough people out there. There are, there will be no stones unturned. And I know it's taken a long time for him to go where he's going, but that's just the mark of his thoroughness. So you like John Durham as a former federal prosecutor yourself? You think? Oh it's pretty yeah, I do. Guy. Very much. It would it would have been a pleasure for me had he been my my U.S. attorney. Although my guy was really good too. So you you, you have good people in these jobs, and sadly, when it comes to what happened with the FBI here, uh, you've also got bad people. And I know you're here by this because you spent your entire career working with the FBI, correct? I know. Jim, it's so disappointing when I when I hear something like this and when I read about what, what Kleinsmith had done. It's just so counter to the kind of people that I worked with. Carter um, Page yeah. and the rest of them. Yeah, I mean, what they did here was, is, is awful. Um, totally awful. And I, I, I cringe at it, Jim, because it gives all of them a bad name. And I can tell you, the, the rank and file are hardworking, honest people. And I'm thinking right now, given what happened today with the guilty plea, that they're cringing as well tonight. Wow. Barbara, thank you for joining us. We have to say goodbye right now so we can take some phone calls here. Okay, you take care, Jim. Good talking to you. Barbara Weisich, former federal prosecutor. Barbara, give her a round of applause. Can you give her a round of applause for us, Jay? Take a bow, Barbara. You're, sound, you're, sounding like, you're, you're sounding like the Democrat convention, Jim. <laughs> we are. We're virtual just like them. With, with canned, canned applause. <laughs> that was a great scene, wasn't it? The canned applause, the canned shot of people in the audience. It's like the old sitcoms. Weird. It was, it was like the old sitcoms, Jane said. Yeah. You know, it's funny, Jim. When, when, when they opened Major League Baseball, the question was, you know, would television run canned applause or cheering or stuff like that? And the baseball people said, no, 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 that's all fake. Everybody will know it's fake. We can't be fake. Well, Barbara, well, I've been so watching our viewership. The minute you came on, he kept going up, even though John Hinderocker, as you know, is a great guest. But our viewership keeps going to climbing as you're on the air. So thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Okay. You're welcome, Jim. And bye, Jim. And bye, Jane. Bye, Barbara. Good to hear from you. Bye. Okay. Bye. We can give out both phone numbers. Yes, we did. All right, so your opinions. Okay, now it's up gentlemen. to you guys. I want to hear your opinion. Help us because he's tired. Do you think the Democrats, in fact, really are moderate? Yeah, right. Which, which, on which side of their body are they moderate? And what do you think of what Barbara has said? She, they've uncovered concerning the spying on President Trump. That's that's in uh, Andy McCarthy's book. The uh, Do you think it goes all the way to Barack Obama? It does. He, he so sounds like he has a proof in there. 
And you guys should get his audio book because it's just so loaded with information. Give us a call. Need to walk with these books. It's 860-888-2101 or 860-996-0308. I want to hear what you guys have to say about this. Everybody's probably enjoying the nice weather. I'm sure they are. But uh, Sam is in the audience. Sam, you can give us a call now. She was there earlier, but you know how she is. She's probably cooking. Morgan, give us a call. Morgan is the, like I said, the encyclopedia. She, whenever I don't remember her, somebody's name. Morgan, we definitely want to hear what you have to say. Why not? Come on, Morgan. You always call. We always get at least one phone call from you. You don't always call. You call very seldom, and we would. We'd be very pleased and honored to have you call in. Six zero. What is it? 860. 996 0308. 860 888. Sorry, I'm about to get it out. I have the business cards right here. I know. Hey, Jenny. 860 888 There she is, Morgan. Morgan, thank you for calling in. How are you? Hang on, Morgan. Can you hear us now? What's that? How about now? Can you can hear, you hear us? us? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yep. Great. Thanks for calling in, Morgan. So what are your thoughts on our two topics today? Do well, you, think- you know what I wanted to know? I, I wanted to know when, uh, when you were on the phone with Barbara, because if he changed that one word and that facilitated all the FISAs, wouldn't that be fruit of the poisonous tree? Because he actually went and and altered a document that actually kickstarted this whole investigation, which I'm, was under Carter Page. I'm glad you asked that. That is, in fact, what's going on here. That's exactly what she would have told you if she were on the line. In fact, he was the one who kickstarted the entire investigation by changing just one word. Right. By saying Carter Page is not an agent. Right, and then going to work for Mueller, that, that denotes a conflict of interest, you know. So I, I just wonder, you know, this whole thing. Well, I, and this is another thing, too. If there's no prosecution, all this is going to do is empower them. They're going to think that they, they got away with it. They're going to try it again. And you heard her say she did not think there would be a, a prosecution right. in this case. Right, oh. right. But that's what bothers me is that, you know, I want to see these people perp walk because you know what? That's twenty five. What is it? Twenty five between twenty five and thirty million dollars that was spent on this investigation. Nothing happened. But the point is, had it not been for somebody like Durham and and uh, Barr, we may not know any of this stuff. Well, what do you think about what she had to say? That's a powder keg that she didn't think that Barr wanted to open. Well, I, I and while I understand that because he doesn't want to divide the country anymore. You know, without truth and justice, you know, we don't have a country. Morgan, do you believe the Democratic Party when they say that they are now the party of moderation? They're the party of moderates. Give me a break. No way. Are you kidding me? No. Do you think the American people will believe that, though? Well, you know what? That's just it. I kind of look at, I actually watched a video the other day of this guy went and gave all these different kind of racial statements or whatever and said that they were Trump. And when he revealed that they were actually comments by Joe Biden, those people were like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. Well, but I'm still going to vote for him because they've been programmed to actually hate Trump and like Biden or like, you know, the Democrats because the Democrats are going to save them and all this kind of stuff. That's the problem is that even though we, we reveal the truth, um, they're, out, they're past the point of it mattering. And that's what scares me. That's what worries me in this country, that, that you know, you... It's funny because I see older people who, you know, look at the whole thing and if they're, you know, enlightened, they change their stance. You know, they'll be like, wait a minute, I didn't know that before, now I do. So, yeah, I'm going to change my mind. These young people, no, they're dug in. You know, it's funny, Morgan, Jane had mentioned that to me. She said, if you're quiet during all this, uh, this is how it happened under communism. Everyone was afraid to speak out and speak against. That's when they right. took over because they were afraid to speak out. Correct, Jane? That's correct. And I'm a loud mouth, so he's always trying to shut me up because I, I'm not. I'm not afraid to say the truth, but people are. 
Well, and I, you know, that's just that. I mean, a lot of people are like, well, I'll just keep the peace. But no, I understand that, but you're not gonna get you're not gonna get far if you're just going to take you, you're gonna keep the pounding. You're gonna keep the pounding of the bully in the backyard instead of turning around and kicking the bully's butt, like That's Joe right. Biden would say, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Take him behind the barn and beat him Take up. Take him behind the woodshed, yeah. <laughs> that was that. He was in the woodshed. That's right. Oh, goodness gracious, I'm telling you. But no, I actually did see that video that um, uh, your, your uh, guest was talking about. Uh, yes. And it's, it's a great video. It's a great ad because it, it, she just talks she, she's just talking truth, but she's walking through the, you know, the decimated streets of Baltimore, you know, and it's a, it's such a contrast because here she's dressed nicely and stuff, and she's like, this is Baltimore. This is the real Baltimore, you know? And, uh, and it's run by the Democrats and has been for decades. Exactly. Yeah. And New York is now run by the Democrats. You know what? And I think it's... Morgan, yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to add to why people don't speak up sometimes. It's never argue with an idiot because he'll bring you up to down to his level and beat you with experience. Uh-huh. Well, you know, <laughs> the problem with most of these people is that they don't, I mean, you know, he was talking about um, he doesn't watch much TV. Right. And I see a lot of the online videos. I see, I see so many. And it, you know, I mean, I actually, I don't know why, but I'm on a moveon.org uh, website. I have no clue. I think I wanted to save a, a dogs in Korea or something. I don't know. But they send me emails and I read them because I want to know what they're thinking. And believe me, it's lies they're putting forth. That I can't even believe it. They're like, Trump's trying to ruin the post office. He's, you know, and I'm like, well, really? So, oh, yeah. yeah I mean, Exactly. But nobody wants to research. If they research it, they say, oh, okay, that's, you know. I can't believe we're going to time. turn over our balloting or our democracy to the post office. Not just the post office, but to people uh-huh. being honest about their mail-in ballots. Can I just ask you a question? I don't know if I misunderstood about what you were just saying about people saying something about Trump in Korea. Would, are they negative or positive? No, 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 no. I, I was just saying I got on that website because um, right. there was something about, you know, saving the dogs. It was about the dog meat trade or yep, something. Yep. And and I signed up because I, I don't like the dog meat trade. Right. And it put me on a moveon.org website, um, it, um, email list. And, and they send me emails and it's all, it's all Democrat stuff. You know, that, let's and fill this up, is, wait a second, let's fill up the second line. Don't go away, Morgan. 860-888-2101. 888-2101. Go ahead, Morgan. I have, no, I have something to say about this. Uh, you speaking about these uh, Democrats busting themselves into your website just by advertising things that are at your, grabbing at your heart, right? Well, I speak with my father, we're going to let you go in one second, but I speak with my father in Czech and he's telling me about Trump. I'm like, dad, what do you know about Trump? We actually got into argument because he knows so much about Trump. We have a caller on hold. We're going to go right to it. We got to let you go. Thanks for the call. Thanks Morgan so much. Okay. Bye. Talk to you later. Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. Hi there, sugar. (laughs) How you doing, What's up? Glad you finally oh, got I'm in. just fine. Oh, me too. Me too. The other line doesn't work yet either. Oh my god! So. I, I tested it. I tested, we tested it, and it and, was and fine. It worked. It and knew it was me. It didn't want me on there. What did it say to you when you called it, <laughs> Sam? What did it say when you called it? Did it say it, it was busy? This line is not working. <laughs> okay. That's great. Okay. All right. What's well, parking in the back quick, there? So I could hurry up and get a call in. Sam, what's but, what's uh, in the, what's in the, what do I hear parking in the back there? Whose dog is that? That's mine. It's not you. My not, husband's uh, You're not in a dog. My meat husband's market. taking the garbage out, and she always gets excited. You're not in a dog meat market, are you? I know. I'm just, I'm just being, I'm just being a jerk. I'm like so completely against any animal cruelty. Jim knows I don't. Oh, even step me on, too. I don't step on bugs for crying out loud. So Sam, I don't know if you heard the sound off, sister, but what do you think about the uh, spying on Donald Trump turned out to be illegal anyway? Is it that we now find out, according to the yeah. sound off, sister? So it turned out it, to be an illegal of- plot. Yeah. So, so Trump was right. Now I want to see somebody do something about it. 
I'd like to see. Well, that's what Morgan said too, but uh, Barbara didn't think there'd be any prosecution because Barbara didn't want to open up what she called a powder keg. Well, you know what? The people are going to be a powder keg if they get away with this. That's what where this powder keg is going to be. At this point, what what difference does it make? Who said that? And who, got, who got who got away with murder multiple times? Oh, yeah. Right? Well, you know what? It's turned to the point now. I'm of the age. I don't care, uh, except my children don't deserve a nation like these idiots are trying to give them. I know. That's scary. It and scares, I'm, it scares me to me. death. I know. Same, same here. Yes. And that's all I'm worried about. You people out there voting, you're not voting for yourself. You are voting for your children's future. Yeah, but they're thinking they're doing the best, and they're not. They are not educated. Well, they need to educate themselves. That's right, and they're cheating their children if they don't. Well, that you know, and problem. I could wish be... I could write some kind of a thing. And this is what your parents left you, kids. Oh yeah. Well, the problem is, do they care? Uh, you know, people that are not believer believers don't believe in a. Uh, in, a, in God, being punished from God, they're not, they don't have the fear. Put the picture down. Yeah. Did you, did you hear old, uh, This used to be America. Did you hear this? I know it ain't. That's the part, point of the picture. The U.S. Fascism. And this you know what, what scared me about ago? Biden? Biden couldn't even say the word God. He said, you know, that thing. Yeah. That just got away with me so bad. Anybody that can't even say God's name, I want to get away from them. Me too. All this nasty, evil stuff I've heard and read, and some of it's getting proven. It's just disgusting. That's Beyond what's words. happened to this country, Sam, is that they've turned yeah, away they from said, God as a moral compass. Yep. Yep, and they better do some fast repenting here because uh, that's what it's going to take. I don't know how people think they think God's going to take care of a nation if they don't even pay attention to him. Don't go away, Sam. I'm going to ask somebody to test that other line one more time. That other okay. Line. Well, I'll test it. Okay, test it, Jane. <laughs> I, I have to tell you all, when I get around electronics, everything screws up. Sam, so the Democratic <laughs> con- virtual Democratic Convention was last, last night and tonight. And the uh, convention, oh. they say they're calling themselves moderates. Do you believe they're moderates, Sam? Or do you think they're still <laughs> socialist? And I'm a purple people eater. <laughs> yeah. And the, li- and the line works. I just tested The other it. line works. But, Jane yeah, tested but, uh, it. See? You know what? I'll tell you something. It's not you. We had other people complaining about it. We, ha- we, we, I must have hooked it up wrong somewhere. So. 888-2101. Somebody call in. I'm We've done. got it working again. I'm done. It's 860 5 o'clock, son. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Okay? I love y'all. Oh, y'all love take you care. Too. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, please, somebody call it anyways. I'll somebody it call up. it and test it. 860-888-2101. I beg you, just one phone call. Anybody, it just will be quick, it. just to test it. We'll okay. make it quick. We won't torture you. Chicken. 888-2101. 888-2101. Just give us a test on that line, well, please. What if I call it from 860-888-2101. 860 Can you hear me now? There we go. That's me. Oh, I'm, great, I, thanks. I tested it from the... T- from. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me Anyways, so it's working, so I don't know what it is. Uh, we'll have, have to try it from somewhere well, else. But, uh, Jenny just Jenny just tried it too. Oh great, it yeah, Jenny, somehow, we'll take your call. It must no. She said she tried the uh, the other phone. Try it again. Try it again, Jenny. It went to voicemail right away. So right uh, away, right away. So there's something wrong with it. Which one? This one. This one, and that's not. Well, that's the first because time. you were on it. That's why it went no, right to voicemail. No, it goes to voicemail to everybody else. I'll oh, try. It. We'll try it one more time. It didn't go to voicemail for you. Eight six zero eight eight eight. There we go. Hi, Jen. 
Hey, Jenny. Jenny, can you hear us now? I can hear you, but I tried that other line for you guys, and it goes right to voicemail. It sucks. So, so Jenny, what do you think of our two topics? The Democrats oh. say they're moderates. Yeah. <laughs> and the Sandoz sister <laughs> says they won't oh go after God. Obama no matter what. See, the, re- the reason why I don't call is because my head is fuming so much with everything that's going on. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> Did you watch any of the Democratic Convention? Oh, I can't. I not really. I honestly, honestly, Jim, to keep my sanity, I listen to Tucker because I really enjoy him. And aside from that, I might listen a little bit here and there. And I saw clips, but I don't want to lose any more brain cells watching that Democratic convention. You, you so. know what? I pretty oh, so, I see it's working now. We see, have, I don't know. Maybe it works when your other line is taken. Thanks, Morgan. I, you know what? We had it hooked to the. Uh, is that Morgan again? It's Morgan. She was testing it for us. Okay, great. So Morgan, stay right there. Don't go anywhere. I know what's wrong with it. Let me turn. You have her speaker oh, on, right? Hold on. Hang on a second, Morgan. Are you there? Yeah, I just want to make sure it works. It does. Morgan, yeah. don't go anywhere. Stay with us. No. Jenny, so wait a second. We got Jenny on the line. Jenny, how's life yeah. at the lake right now? Oh, it's fa- it's fa- I've been busy with work, but every weekend I try to get up there a little bit. So you guys are welcome again anytime. All they will invite ourselves up. Yeah, but you can. You can anytime. It's an open invitation. Because I finally learned to swim again, Jenny. So I'm not afraid. You did? Yep. You did? Yep, yeah. Jane taught me. Oh, I'm so happy I, to hear I just that. kicked this butt into a pool. Go, Jane. Ooh, nice job. She nice threw, job. She threw me right into the pool here. Yeah. No, I did it and you jumped. Think or swim. You jumped. I did jump. Liar, liar. That's awesome. All right. <laughs> then, okay. I, then she said, underwater adventure. Uh, I learned to swim what, Morgan, underwater. You can't hear the other caller. Thank you for testing it for us. I, ha- I still have to figure out what's going on here. Okay. Yeah, she can hear the other caller. All right, thanks. Wait, don't hang up. Wait, ask her if she can hear the other callers. No, she can't. Because Morgan, can you hear out. Jenny Braddock? Uh, I can't really hear her through the phone. No. Okay. You'll- I can hear Morgan, though. Hi, Morgan. I don't. Yeah, she can't hear you. But I'm not going to argue with the man. I got to go. I'm done. Have a nice day. (laughs) Bye. Jenny, thank you for calling. You got it, guys. And really, anytime, just let me know when you want to come up. Okay, thank you. I don't either. I won't back down. No. And we won't back down. We'll always have her a smaller, leaner, less intrusive government. Greg Jane? If the Democrats don't get in power, we'll get it. Sometimes the Republicans need to be put in check, too. No pun intended. Yeah, the Republicans do always back off, don't they? From dragging me down gonna stand my ground and I won't back down hey baby there ain't no easy way out hey I will stand my ground and I won't back down